Why do you love it so much? I think if you own your own business, you have to be prepared to take risks. Being a woman doesn't hold you back from achieving success. Yep, so if you're struggling, just stop and pause and, and really reflect on why am I struggling here. But I've also worked really hard and telling me it's luck, I think, just takes away some of that recognition of the hard work. One last question. Welcome to Tea with the Queen, a show where I talk with some of my favourite go-getters, inspiring and courageous women in leadership and business. I'm your host, Emma McQueen. I'm a business coach, executive coach, author and speaker. And for 20 years, I've been working with women to unlock their potential and get paid their worth while doing work they love. This episode, I'm speaking with an inspirational woman. Nicole Knox is an entrepreneur, she's a leader, she's a mum, and she has been running her business for decades. Nicole's the founder of Indulgence Medispa, a chain of beauty clinics in small shopping centres in Melbourne. Her clients are loyal and so is her team, many of whom have stayed with her for years. If you're looking to start your own business, or if indeed you have one, Nicole offers her three biggest business tips later in our chat. A hint. Relationships are so important. First, I asked Nicole what kind of services she offers at Indulgence Medispa. Okay, the services that I offer are results-driven services. So results-driven, but with a little bit of what I call fluff and tickle. So the pamper, the timeout. Um, I think clients are looking for results these days. But they're also, they're time poor and they're looking for a little bit of time out and relaxation and pampering for themselves. And what would be a typical service that you would provide? Uh, A typical service, we do lots of clinical peels. We have probably around about 16 to 18 different peels. But when we do the clinical peel, we also do a neck and shoulder massage, a scalp massage, a hand and arm massage. So you get that pampering, hence why it's called Medispa. So you get that pampering of being a medically orientated treatment in a spa environment. I love that. And it sounds like your clients are busy people. Who's your target market? Okay, so our target market is around 45 to 55. So it's women and men, we're getting lots more men, women and men that are concerned with ageing, that have either started the ageing process and want to reverse it or want to um, prolong the look of their skin. But then we also have another market that I'm working quite strongly on, which is the teen market. So a lot of those teenagers at the moment come from our clients, um, but that is a, a market that is building for us because there's lots of teenagers out there with breakout. Yeah, so it's really around breakout and acne, yeah? Absolutely. That's awesome. How did um, Indulgence Medispa begin and how has it grown? Wow. So I began 25 years ago and I've always worked in the industry and I've always been in sales and marketing and helping other salons to build. I knew that at one stage in my life I wanted to get married and have children and I love to keep my fingers in the pie. So I set it up primarily so that when I got married and had children, I could still work, have my children, look after them and 
still continue to do what I love. So that was primarily why I opened it. But back then, 25 years ago, it was a beauty salon. So it was nails and waxing and pampering facials. And that was about it. So over the last 25 years, it's really evolved. And how have you grown it? Has the growth been organic or have you deliberately grown the number of spas that you have? Look, at one stage, I suppose 15 years ago, I wanted many of them and I had five of them. No, at one stage, I actually had six and I had a young family and it just got to the stage where it was unmanageable. And I think things now are a lot different to what they were 15 years ago. I think you need to specialise a lot more now than what you did when I first opened. You could be the jack of all trades and now it's all about specialisation. Yeah, and now you've got three clinics in the eastern suburbs of Melbourne. Has it been a challenge to manage three separate stores? Ah, yes. <laughs> it's Yeah, it's always a challenge. Um, I mean, I've got 20 staff and staff probably are the biggest challenge that I have. I mean, I've got fabulous staff, so they give me a lot of joy, but they also challenge me a lot as well. Um, It's a juggling act, and I suppose I'm the one person, so I'm the one person really that does everything. So it's juggling everything that you need to do in your business, plus spending time in the salon. So a lot of time management, which I've learned over the years. I think you have to learn that over time. Well, especially with three stores, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And they're all in shopping malls or shopping plazas. Is that by chance or have you worked out that that's a better location than just off the street? I have had salons that were on the street and I think salons that are on the street really work better if you're an owner-operator, if you work in the business because you don't get the passing trade. So you need that front person. I like shopping centres and the shopping centres that I'm in, they're not in Westfield. I don't like Westfields or big shopping centres because I think they're impersonal. But I'm in a local community shopping centre, so they're very small. And the clients that go to these shopping centres would visit them three or four times a week, whereas at a Westfield, you go there once a week, maybe once a fortnight. So it's it's very different. It's um, more personalised. But I love the small shopping centres. And it sounds like you're about community, not just... So your business strategy is not just about getting numbers through the door. It's about community and being in the local community, yeah? Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, we have clients that walk past the salon and just come in to say hello. They don't even have a treatment booked in, but they're coming in to say hello. That's the type of culture and business that I have. Yeah, it's fabulous. It also sounds like you're willing to try some stuff, a bit of trial and error. So you've you've tried off the street, you've tried a few different things. Is that your personality, that you have a risk appetite so you're willing to try some stuff and then pull out if it's not working? I think if you own your own business, you have to be prepared to take risks. You're a risk taker. I'm always willing to try something new. I love new I love new challenges. So, yeah, absolutely. And if it doesn't work, well, then it doesn't work, you know. But um, you never know unless you do give it a try. And earlier you said that uh, your staff give you the biggest joy, but would they be your biggest challenge as a business owner? What else would be a bit of a challenge for you as a business owner? Um, Cash flow. (laughs) I think most business owners say that. But, yeah, cash flow. Um, You know, what's in the media, 
you know, there's lots of, I suppose, negative publicity about retail. So that can affect us. Yeah, but mainly mainly it's staff, I think. Because at the end of the day, the staff make or break you. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Obviously, technology has changed and you talked about your business evolving over the last 20 years. Um, how do you constantly keep up with the latest technology and treatment techniques? Um, look, I work with a couple of very good suppliers that offer excellent training. I'm a member of um, hair and beauty industry. You know, I surf the net. I talk to other salon owners. My girls research things. I mean, I'm really big into having something new or having maybe two or three things new each year because I think you've got to... New in your business is very important and that's with products and treatments. I think you need to have new things to excite not only your clients, but to excite your staff and to excite yourself. So new is very, very important to me. And that's the thing with this industry. There's so many new advances, so many new technologies, so many new equipment that keeps coming out on the market. It's, it's actually really, really exciting because now, different to 25 years ago, but now we can actually change a client's skin. We can change how the client's skin reacts. So you can actually see a difference and improve the appearance, which makes such a difference to the client and her confidence as well. So it's very exciting. It's a very exciting time. I love that because I think the beauty industry just talks about the outside, right? And what we constantly tell our children, what we constantly um, talk about is it's actually not what's on the outside, it's what's on the inside. But what I'm hearing you say is that by focusing on the outside, it actually helps with the confidence and, you know, what's on the inside. Absolutely. I mean, we say it all the, all the time. Clients come in and, you know, 45, 50-year-old woman is feeling, you know, not very confident about herself. She hasn't looked after her skin Maybe she's going through a separation or, you know, whatever is happening in her life. And we take her through the skincare journey. And the difference in her, the confidence that you see coming out in her is, yeah, it's fantastic. And that's the same with teenagers. You know, teenagers have got a lot to deal with these days, more than what I had as a teenager, you know, with social media and the pressure and all of these types of things. And when their skin breaks out and they worry about it, it makes it worse and they lose confidence, they can get depressed, anxiety, you know, it's so prevalent out there. And to see a teenager and their skin clear up and their confidence and they start to shine is very, very rewarding. Yeah, yeah I can see that. I can even hear in your voice that the passion coming out when you talk about your clients and how much of a difference it makes to their lives both inside and out. Oh, yeah. it's fantastic. It's, yeah, it's very rewarding. Do you get stressed? I mean, it sounds like quite a stressful job and it's a big bustling business. Um, if you do get stressed, are there any routines or strategies for you that help you keep the stress at bay? Um, I laugh, <laughs> yes. I suppose. Um, look, I've got really, really good staff, really good people around me. I have a little bit of a a motto that I only worry about stuff that I can control. If I can't control it, then there's lots of other things in life to worry about. If I'm really stressed, I go to the gym or I go for a run. Yeah, okay. But I'm not. I'm not a real stress head. 
I'm pretty relaxed. Cool, calm and relaxed, I would yeah. say. Especially running a big business like you're running when it could feel frantic. But I suppose 20 years in the industry makes you kind of sweat the small stuff a little less. Yeah. And it is it is frantic, but I don't think I could have it any other way, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> yeah. And what, um, what does the future look like? You've been doing this for more than 20 years. What does the future look like for you? Well, I mean, the thing is, I still love what I do. And... I love dealing with people. Like I'm spending a lot more time in the salon getting to know our customers, which has been so good because we've got customers that have been with us for 23 years, which is quite amazing. And they stay with us because they like what we do and they like our culture. Moving forward, I think I want to focus more on teams. It's a real passion of mine. I'd actually like to formulate my own teen skincare range that's effective yet affordable because there's a lot of ranges out there that are very good but they're probably not that affordable for parents to purchase for their teenagers so I'd like to focus on that in yeah the years moving forward I think. Yeah that's cool and with your experience and your success what are your three biggest tips for business owners who are either struggling or looking to grow? Three biggest tips um, a glass of wine after work. No, <laughs> I, knew, I, I was wondering that. when the wine would make it. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say that part of my stress. But, um, okay, so the three biggest tips. If you've got staff, staff are your number one priority. As I said, they can be frustrating, but they're so rewarding as well. So your staff, loving them, caring for them as a person. They're not just an employee. Training them, developing them. And then they'll stay with you. I mean, I've got staff that have been with me 15 years. I've got one girl that's been with me for 20 years, which in this industry is, it's a very transient industry, so it's pretty good. I suppose we're like a family. I've worked really hard on building a culture within my business, which clients can see. So looking after your staff is my number one. Um, Probably my number two, getting close with your customer, which... I've done a lot more over the last 12 months and I think that's helped to grow my business over the last 12 months. And the customers love to hear from what they call the boss. And I hate that word, the boss, but they love to see you and, you know, for you to remember their names and, yeah, it's really important because if you're dealing with your customer, you know exactly what they want. Another thing is new. I think new is very important in every business. Reinvent yourself. Look at what your competitors are doing. But yeah, reinventing yourself, I think, is really important and introducing new and exciting things in the business. And having goals, I say dream big, but having goals, writing them down, keeping on top of your numbers and employing someone like Emma McQueen, the most amazing business coach. So they're my tips. (laughs) Thank you for the shout out. That's hilarious. Um, I love that your first thing was nurture staff because I think a lot of people start with nurture clients. Yeah. But for you, Mm. you're nurturing staff because you know if you nurture your staff, they will nurture your clients. Absolutely. If your staff are happy, your clients will be happy. Your staff make or break your business without a doubt. Yeah. That's awesome. Thank you so much for your time. Oh, thank you. That's Nicole Knox, owner of Indulgence Medispa. 
That's it for this episode of Tea with the Queen. If you love this episode, let me know. I'd love to hear from you. And you're very welcome to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. It helps us with promoting the podcast for others to listen to inspirational topics on leadership and business. If you want to contact me directly, all the details are at my website, emmamcqueen.com.au. It's also where you can find my new book, Go Getter, in which I share practical tips to take control of your life. Speak to you soon. Thank you.